Hello and welcome to week three, day two of the Death of a Thousand Cuts Couch to 80k writing bootcamp. Yesterday we got all spooky and mystic as we tried to contact voices from the other side. Now, hopefully you found the exercise fun, but it's possible that it also made you a little uncomfortable because it was a bit silly. For the avoidance of doubt, I don't personally believe in ghosts or spirit guides, although my shelves proudly bear a copy of The Psychic Adventures of Derek Akora, and I'm not suggesting that when we do one of these exercises, an actual external entity grips the pen and bids you write. I've yet to see conclusive evidence for the existence of a muse or vivifying spirit of art that descends and bestows inspiration. If you believe in these things, that's fine. I'm not questioning your right to, I'm not calling you silly, and I'm not saying it's detrimental to your work. But I do think, whatever your relationship to them, it can be fun and useful to appropriate some of the paradigms surrounding these beliefs and put them to work in your writing. After all, we switch personalities all the time. Most people have got a whole different register and set of attitudes when, say, making a business call than they have when they're on a night out with friends. Like, depending on the roles you play in life, you probably express different opinions depending on the company you're in, or at least withhold some in certain groups while emphasising others. You might be more or less extroverted in different company. Already, we contain this huge spectrum of personalities. And then on top of that, We've got complex psychological models of all the people we know. For example, you pop into the supermarket on your way home. You think, shall I roast some aubergines for tea? You picture your flatmate Margaret pulling a face. Oh yes, you think, Margaret hates aubergines. And you could probably repeat that process, feeding a whole bunch of hypothetical inputs into the putative hollow Margaret who lives in your head. Shall I invite Margaret to the bashment night? You picture hollow Margaret dancing and sweating and reflect that yes, she loves to let her hair down. Shall I ask Margaret to murder my rich step-uncle? You picture Margaret looking at you in confusion and disgust and reflect that she has no history of performing assassinations, at least that you know of, and so would probably bridle at the request. And so on. Now, it takes a while before this cognitive simulation acquires enough information to become alive, as it were, but the weird, marvellous thing is your brain can't distinguish between people who existed and people you made up. And I know writers sound terribly precious when they start going on about, oh, my character took over the story. It sounds made up, doesn't it? But it's really just a metaphor for the simulation I built in my head became sufficiently advanced that I was able to automate some of the processes of creation and some of the results of the automation were different to what I expected, which rolls off the tongue less easily and does sound a little like the beginning of an ominous announcement that you've been taken over by a rogue AI. Now, I'm not going to put a number on how many words you need to write before this step change in the reality of your character takes place, but it's 30,000. The answer is approximately 30,000 words before they really start to live. So don't worry if they act all reticent or speak strangely or don't give you all you want before that point. The very act of calling them, of channeling them, breathes life into them, puts flesh on their bones and helps draw them towards this final independent existence where they start feeding you words without your having to dig for them. It must be time for an exercise. Dear friend, we're going to call someone. Someone who, even now, draws close, waiting for their chance to speak through you. Here's what's going to happen. In a moment, you're going to write the words, My name is. And then, this person's name. I don't know what it will be. It might be a full name. It might just be a first name. It might be a name you've never heard before. It might be a nickname or a formal title. How they introduce themselves might tell you something in itself. So... 
I'm going to give you 30 seconds to pause and write my name is and then their name. Don't think about it too much. Just listen and write. Okay, so do that now. Right, so you should have a name. If you don't, take a moment to pause this podcast until you come up with one. Once you do, what you're going to do is a free write of just under 10 minutes. Because, and here's the reveal as I draw you deeper into my sinister cult, all that free writing I was getting you to do last week was actually a way of training you in the disassociative state most conducive to channeling. You're not the editor of this work you're about to produce. You're not an evaluator. You're just turning up and transcribing what this stranger has to say. Put aside your assumptions of who they might be, what they might want. Just listen. So, this free write has the usual rules. Write as fast as you can. Don't worry about spelling, punctuation and grammar. Uh, don't worry about going back. Don't worry about making the language right. Just whatever you... Don't worry about writing in full sentences. The only restriction that is that you're going to start this free write with the words I am. So after that, you're just, just going to write until I say stop. Uh, so it's going to be the person's name, my name is, and then their name, and then the words I am. And you're free write. Are you ready? Go.
Stop. Well done. Goodness knows how that went for you, but I hope it was fun. If you've made it this far in the course, you're doing terrifically, and I hope you're starting to see proof at just what an abundance of ideas and voices and unspoken words you've got whizzing around inside you. These are all things I'm going to help you to cultivate and refine and select to suit your needs, but they're there. That's that's inarguable. That's the foundation that we're now going to be building on. You already have the seeds of everything you need germinating inside of you. So our job is to keep watering them and feeding them so they grow strong and vibrant. And that takes a little time. Thanks very much. I'll see you tomorrow.